All right, we have three readings this morning from Genesis chapter 1, Exodus chapter 4, and Matthew chapter 7. Uh, listen now for the word of God. Then God said, let us make humanity in our image to resemble us. Can we get louder? Oh, can you hear? A little bit yeah. louder. Yeah. All right. Then God said, let us make humanity in our image to resemble us so that they may take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the earth and all the crawling things on earth. God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fertile and multiply. Fill the earth and master it. Take charge of the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and everything crawling on the ground. Now from Exodus. Again, God said to Moses, put your hand inside your coat. So Moses put his hand inside his coat. When he took his hand out, his hand had a skin disease, flaky like snow. Then God said, put your hand back inside your coat. So Moses put his hand back inside his coat. When he took it back out again, the skin of his hand had returned to normal. If they won't believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second sign. If they won't believe even these two signs or pay attention to you, then take some water from the Nile River and pour it out on dry ground. The water that you take from the Nile will turn into blood on the dry ground. But Moses said to God, my God, I've never been able to speak well, not yesterday, not the day before, and certainly not now since you've been talking to your servant. I have a slow mouth and a thick tongue. Then God said to him, who gives people the ability to speak? Who is responsible for making them unable to speak or hard of hearing, sighted or blind? Isn't it I, the Holy One? Now go, I'll help you speak, and I'll teach you what you should say. So finally from Matthew. Don't judge so that you won't be judged. You'll receive the same judgment you give. Whatever you deal out will be dealt out to you. Why do you see the splinter that's in your brother's or sister's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? How can you say to your brother or sister, let me take the splinter out of your eye when there's a log in your eye? You deceive yourself. First, take the log out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the splinter out of your sibling's eye. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's uh, have a word of prayer. Let us pray. God who has gathered us in this space, the God who continues to give us first breath in the morning, the God who continues to remind us that we are not God, we give you thanks. That spirit that has gathered us, let it open up our hearts, our minds, and our souls. Help us to let go of those things that would hold us back from knowing you, O oh God, and also to open up into the ways that you may be expanding our experience and expression of the holy. For it is a privilege, it is 
a gift to gather this day. Help us, O oh God, all to do something good with that. We pray all this in the name of Christ and God's people say, Amen. I will say one of the most uh, uh, lovely things about having people uh, here uh, on site is when I say things like, and God's people say, amen, people actually say it back to me. Because when I'm at my desk at home, it doesn't happen. Usually, it doesn't happen. Uh, the dogs are terrible congregation members. They do not respond at all to my call and response. Um, you know, I think one of the things... Uh, that we're doing on this Advent is to stretch us a little bit and to think differently about uh, Advent. Uh, there's a lot of controversy right now in uh, nerdy church circles about how we've expressed Advent in the past, especially around uh, images of light and darkness in the world and how oftentimes Advent is light and brightness and in our co cultural context, whiteness is best and darkness and dark things are bad and we're trying like there's been a lot of folks struggling with language and words and what it means for us as people who have um, for generations done really well with our language and parsing and nuance and also done terribly with it and so what does it all mean so i basically just chickened out for advent uh for us and thought let's let's think about advent really differently let's think about um, this idea that I think has been on our minds and our souls for this last 18 months, like how do we really understand the body of Christ? What does it really mean for us to look at people who may not, we may not know, we may not just agree with, we have, may have made different choices about how we move through the world, um, especially around pandemic. Do we really believe in the body of Christ and what does that actually mean in our faith and so that's why this um advent we're we're playing with that idea about the body of christ awaiting this actual body of christ coming into the world and what does it have to say to us i put something out uh, about a month and a half ago to the social media and kinds and i said well if we were doing if i and i think i said a friend of mine's thinking about doing an advent series on bodies what would we talk about and people gave lots of interesting things, but one of the main one that kept coming up was around body imagery and ability. And how many churches don't really talk about that? That's not something that we really um, think about when we talk about this. And so um, I'm like, well, clearly one Sunday has to be about this. And so I picked a joy Sunday because I think one of the, the reasons that we don't talk about our bodies imagery ability is because we perceive some to carry more um, joy or more uh, normalcy than others and so what we're trying to get to today is that part of our understanding of who god is the reason this beginning passage from genesis was chosen that we are created humanity was created in the image of god we actually don't get to pick and choose which of those images are the right images of God? As I've been thinking about, this is, it's one of those things that, that when we say people are created in the image of God, we, you know, who do we think about? What kinds of abilities, what kinds of shapes and sizes and all of the things, like we probably build this archetype of something that's somewhat normal whatever that looks like in your head. We have managed in, in this congregation and in, and in our um, tradition 
There was a time where people thought, thought that LGBTQIA people were not created in the image of God or were created, but there was some kind of faultiness in that. And so you got to fix something. What we understand is that people are created in the image of God and how they understand gender and sexuality. And that we have moved to a place of embracing that not as something to fix or as something that is abnormal, but is just how God has said, here, my people, I breathe breath into you. And here's how you move through the world. But I don't think we do that with a lot of other things around who we are as people. If you read through Scripture, Scripture is terrible when it comes to what we would call disability. Everything that is in Scripture around sight or skin or hearing, all these visual things, we have to fix all that. And as I've been reading and conversing with some of my friends who um, are more in that in the ability and disability activist community, they're like, what is that with Christians that you see me and we feel like your ideal being is actually not who you are right in front of me? So if we see somebody, and I don't think we have anybody here who is sight impaired in our community, there might be, and I don't know, but like when somebody were to, were to walk into this space, do we automatically go, oh gosh, maybe Jesus can heal that for you. Something's wrong with you, and if you're in this place, now you can get that. Like we don't, I don't think we do that, but yet scripture throughout just talks about how we got to get our sight back, we got to get our hearing back, and it's all metaphorical, but as we know, metaphor turns into how we actually live and move through the world. And so our challenge for us today is to look at these things and experience these things through the eyes of a God who says, I have created you in my image. So it's not just disability, it's body imagery, it's how we look when we, when we look in the mirror, what do we see? You know, I don't know how you all have well, worked through weight and body stuff and all of that, but, um, and some of you who have followed my ups and downs over the last two years that I've been with you know that um, I have, have put on weight, I've lost weight, I put it back on, I've lost, and, and I continually, since I was young, um, I, I've always kind of had this uh, love-hate relationship with um, what in my tradition we call husky boys. Um, you know, kind of where, you know, I'm not a slender man by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I, I always would joke, I try to make up with, with wider shoulders, uh, but that's really just, you know, me trying to not be as chubby as I would like to not be. But even that, right, you think about how we talk about our own weight and how we look at ourselves and like what is good or bad. And I didn't really think about, I mean, I've always thought about weight and what I see as imagery. When you look on TV and you, you know, I, I make the joke, we see some guy who uh, for some reason has to take their shirt off in a show for whatever reason, just because. And I'm like, well, you know, if they'd stop using my body double, I would be much more, you know, because that's, you know, we see that and we're like, that's what we should all look like. Well, most of us don't look like the things we see on TV, right? Maybe some of you do. I don't know. I don't need to know. But, you know, and so we have this imagery that, that kind of really kind of says to us that we're not fully complete, and so I think one of the things that we have to even look at ourselves through is this idea that God has created us in the image of God. 
Each of us, no matter how we may look, no how much we may perceive ourselves and our weight or our height or our abilities, all of that, that how hard is it for us to think of ourselves as created in the image of God? Now, I think there are times, right? I don't want to say that, that there are never times. Like the, re the reason that I began to l try to lose a little more weight over this pandemic is because I went to the doctor. You should just never go to the doctor, I think, because then they tell you all the things that you should do. And I'm like, I took these tests and they said, you know, you probably should work on a few of these numbers. Yeah, I guess I want to live longer. And so there's reasons to think about these things, but if you would follow me, I, I talked very clearly, like this isn't just about me trying to look good. This is about my health, right? So there are different ways to look at that. So I just wanna be very clear about that. And even that is honoring the body and the creation that God has done with me. And how do I honor that in my own health? I think the other thing that I want to make sure we talk about today is this idea of ability or disability. So there's the, there's the physical things, there's the ways in which we see people walking down the street or moving through the world. But one of the things I don't think we think about or we talk about very much are the disabilities that we don't see. The things that exist in our hearts, our minds, our spirits, mental health, things that are going on, are, are wanting everybody to just be okay. And even for us saying with our words, we honor everybody's mental health space and where you are, but not really knowing what to do when that confronts us right in front of us. I mean, you know, there's always that, tr that the kind of the, the, not really the joke, but the thing like, if you ask somebody, how are you doing? Do you really wanna know? Like, do we really want to know how people are doing? And when you're asked that, do you even know yourself? Can you even in interpret and express how you are doing? It's an easy greeting, but at the same time, I think it points into how difficult it is for us to understand those unseen disabilities in our lives. I have a friend, if you've never read Sarah Lund, Sarah Lund writes on mental health. She's a, a clergy person out of the United Church of Christ who is very vulnerable and talks about her own mental health struggles over the years and writes about it in mar about marriage and relationships and, and all that. And um, she writes a little piece about one of the things that we need to learn how to do with our mental health is to ask for and extend and receive accommodation. Physical things, we're, almost, we're very easy to do that. We can tell people, I can't do this, or I can do this, and we can respond with, oh, okay, so we'll try to make this adjustment, we'll do this thing. But oftentimes with mental health things, we don't do that with each other. We don't ask for accommodations. What do you need in order for your mental health to also be honored? And not just mental health in episodic ways, but mental health in Long, in ways that affect people for a lifetime. We have, I know, in our communities, in my family, in your families, in, in both close and near and far from us, people who suffer from a lot of things that, that impact how they move through the world spiritually and emotionally. And what we tend to do as communities is we just don't want to talk about it. We don't, we want to push it aside. We want everybody to think everybody is okay when the reality is, especially today, that not everybody is okay. 
We try to manage our way through crisis as if we can plan a way through a pandemic and know where we're going to end up on the other side. We can say to our young people, all we need to do is to get them back into school or back into this, and they will be okay. We say to ourselves, I'm strong enough to make it through this. I'm going to care for other people, but I don't need any help. But we know that those are not true. We know that we as a community have to continue to seek out our own ability to, to ask for help and to actually offer it when it is asked for. Our young people, as we know, you're seeing articles, the Surgeon General just talked about it. I'm hearing from my own kids. You're hearing from anybody who works with young adults and young people today that our young people are struggling. Yes, we've got them back onto campuses across the country, but that does not make it any better. It is it has only uh, allowed us to see more clearly how our young people are struggling with their mental health. You know, just this past month, a former student at Gunn threw themselves in front of a train here in Palo Alto, something that this community is known for, unfortunately, but it's happening across the country. Organizations that are working with our young people in mental health are pleading for funding and support and acknowledgement, and our congregation will begin to step into those spaces. But what we have to understand is that these are things that are not weaknesses, are not simply things that need to be fixed, but are part of how people are moving through the world now that are in need of accommodation, are in need of compassion, are in need of ways to simply move through the world without feeling judged. So there are elements, certainly, that will change and shift for folks, but gone are the days when we can tell our young people or ourselves that your mental health, your ability to kind of move through the world is just going to be fine throughout your life. Because at some level, I believe that God has created our hearts and our minds and our spirits to move through the ebbs and flows of life. And sometimes we're better equipped, other times we are not. So I don't even think about it as negative. I think about it as just owning who we are as these created bodies. And what we've done to each other is we've not honored them. And so when we honor the rhythms of our spirits, our hearts, our minds, when we honor the ways in which we each will go through the ebbs and flows of life, when we honor the ways God has created us, even when we just see each other in the diversity in which we have been created, when we honor those things, we take that Genesis passage seriously. We say to ourselves, the people staring us back in the mirror and to you and I looking at each other now that you really are created in the image of God. And that matters. And how we each move through the world is impacted by that. And so we don't move through the world looking at somebody, hearing their story and judging. We don't see somebody and decide they are less than and need to be healed. We don't hear about somebody's struggle and say, well, if they were just stronger like me. We also don't tell ourselves, gosh, look how strong I am. But we allow ourselves to, others, ourselves, to truly hold that image of God createdness 
in our hearts and our minds and our spirits. When we can do that, when we can move through the world with that lens, I think we do a service to the world, a world that doesn't do that with each other. And if you have, we've done nothing together over these past few years, it is this idea that we as a community need to move into the world in a different way because the world is heavy and we can be people of love and compassion to help carry that weight just a little bit more. My friends, as I see you, we all look different. As you see me, I will look different throughout our time. As we look at others moving through the world, if you can do one thing this week, try to remove the veil of judgment. And when you see somebody, you see yourself, think you, you are created in the image of God. Let us pray. God, for your spirit that joins us and has created us and continues to move through our veins, we give you thanks. We ask, oh God, that you would continue to move us. Help us to see and experience all around us as your creation. And help us to remove the lens of judgment and to replace it with a lens of joy. For we are joyful in all that you have created on this earth. God, we thank you for this day and for our gathering. We pray all this in the name of Christ and all God's people say, amen.